0: That was just awesome, I thought. I didn't want to I didn't want to play guitar and I thought well maybe I have to. I don't have to anymore. Jeannie Nixon, she said no to about 99 percent of my jokes that I like to tell the I'm preaching. To them, so I don't have any jokes. But uh, I've got a lot of ground to cover. Uh, I'm O C D and A D D. And uh, what that means in my case, it means that everything has to be perfect, just not for very long. So we're going to get right to it. Can you hear me okay, Miss Thomas? Oh, okay, I'll hold it right on up there for the recording. That sounds loud to me. Uh, we're, we're, we are, I am going to get right to it. Pastor Bill, thank you so much for coming. Anybody that went to Israel and came to church the next night, how awesome is that? Especially after riding camels all week. I saw I was I was going to get the video of Miss Carolyn riding the camel and uh, I decided against it and you just kinda of know my place, Pastor, in this in this instance, you know. Kinda of like Aaron and uh, and her. This has been been a while since I've been it's been a while since I've been up here. And this is not going to be a three three-point sermon. It's not going to be a study on a parable. It's not going to be a typical uh, teaching, if you will. I love to teach. This has been on my heart, burning on my heart since, for years actually, several years, but especially since April when I went away for a week to be alone with the Lord. and, And I came back, and so I'm just going to share what the Spirit has been telling me since then. I believe that it I, I, I know that applies to the church just from what I put this, these notes together they've been together for over a month over two months so when the pastor talks about knowing your place and he's thinking there and looking at some other places you'll see that the Holy Spirit when he speaks to one of us I like to say that if, he's, if the Holy Spirit's telling me something he's telling you something if they're not the same then one of us is wrong uh, So uh, or we're missing it I should say that might be kind of harsh the Father reveals three things that have been in my heart since April. The Father reveals himself throughout the Bible in story. From Genesis to Revelation, he reveals himself through story. Okay. Number two, he, he's been, he expresses himself through families and always has. From Adam and Eve to the bride of Christ to the wedding, supper of the Lamb. He expresses himself in family. He reveals himself in story. And his heart is, he's a covenant God. We know that. And so tonight, I'm going to speak on covenant and relationships and how they will affect, do affect our destiny. So I'm not going to have time to speak. This is three sermons in one, but I just want to go over what's been going on. So I am going to maybe tie some of these in together in a a short period of time. And and I know I can do this and land it. I I just want to pray for us. I need to pray for us really, quick. Holy Spirit, allow me to convey what you have been speaking to me through these months. That would edify and encourage this body in Jesus' name. Luke 22, 20, Jesus broke the bread, said this is my body, take this in remembrance of me. Then he said, drink this cup, for this is the blood of a new covenant. The church was started on covenant. The beginning of the church was was based on covenant. The New Testament started with the covenant where Jesus ratified a new covenant by his death on the cross, by his shed blood. Covenant, that, that, that whole word covenant we think of all through the Old Testament, covenant, covenant was, it, it really, we think of it as an, it's an agreement, it's a pact, it's a plan. I actually have a definition, so it probably better just to run to that it, from the strongest Concordance. It's a will, a testament, a contract, an agreed-upon plan, ...to which both parties subscribe. While the word may signify an agreement between two parties, with each one accepting the obligations, most often it is a declaration of one person's will. In the Bible, God initiated the whole... In the, I'm going to say in the Old Testament, God initiated all through... God initiated the whole action. He set the conditions. He defined the declarations, the purposes... And he covenanted with certain people throughout the Old Testament. In the New Testament, Jesus ratified this covenant by his death on the cross, Hebrews 7.22 says, with a better covenant. That being said, in the Bible it's used, the word covenant is used more, not as an agreement between you and I, but more as a declaration from one person. Saying, I am, this is what I would do. That is where it is used in context more than any other pretty much without god saying this is what i will do and there were if conditions if you'll do this in the new testament so we're going to talk about covenant and destiny romans 8:29. i i see things i get on facebook i'm getting on it less and less because it's just really really wearing me out uh, getting rid of stuff and videos and I just want to see you. I want to hear about your dogs, your cats, your kids, your grandkids, you. You know, I like that. I don't really care about all the videos that you... I don't know where people find the time to watch these videos, but... The Romans 8.28, but I see advertisements from ministry. Do you want to know your purpose? Do you want to know what God's will is for your life? Do you want to know what your destiny is? Well, you can do that. We have a series... $39 Thirty-nine or forty dollars, or what have you, and, I'm, and they're great men of God. I'm sure they're great teachers, but I see a lot of that. I haven't bought any of them, uh, but not because I don't think they would be worth. I'd listen to a lot of teachers. Romans eight twenty-eight and eight twenty-nine says, "For those who love God and are called according to His purpose, all things work together for good. For those who love God and are called according to His purpose." twenty nine, for those whom he foreknew he predestined to be conformed to the image of his son. Okay. So right there, I know what my destiny is. I know what your destiny is, if you're a believer, is to be conformed to the image of Jesus. That is your destiny. And he says for those who love God and are called called according to his purpose, whom he foreknew will be will be predestined so this is a process that once it starts it will not end how close we get this side of heaven or that side of heaven is is the only factor that's going to make any difference but it's not going to unless you quit unless we quit this process will not start so you already know what your destiny is is to become more like jesus according to my bible and you will find that in many places i was struck uh and i and i and i'll mention this too uh Calling, so our calling, those who are called according to his purpose. C- calling and destiny, and I, had to, I pondered on this, calling and destiny are two different things. Okay. Your calling and your destiny are two separate things. Your calling, which can be any, any gift, what God has called you to do, is how he wants to use you in the kingdom however how I have a friend that I have a friend that evangelizes uh, i have a friend that evangelizes pretty no name not very well not known that well he evangelizes to homeless people Uh, he's an evangelist he is called to be an evangelist he knows who he's called to he's called to homeless people he's called to the broken I know people that are in worship music ministry who are called to lead music. Uh, Some of them have made it to the very top echelons of the music industry. Some of them that are just as gifted have not. Okay? That is their calling. Their destiny is completely separate than that. Your destiny is going to be how, how many people will you impact with your calling? for the kingdom of God. That is going to be my definition of destiny. My definition, that's going to be my definition of destiny, is how many people will you impact for the kingdom of God with your calling? So you can have a high calling and a low impact. If you've been in church long enough, you may have seen that. You have a high calling and a low impact, depending on what your motives are. You can have a rather, Phil's not here, so I'll talk about him. You can have a servant's heart. He cooks. He does much more than cooks. We all know that, if you know Phil. But he cooks. And he serves. And he has impacted thousands, if not hundreds. His impact is felt reverberating throughout this whole body. So, with that in mind, we're going to get into covenant and destiny. I'm just trying to lay a little bit of groundwork. People, you choose The people we choose to covenant with will determine our destiny. And there will be a choice. You will make a choice. It will determine your destiny or it will derail your destiny. You can read all through the Proverbs and it will tell you that if you choose to covenant with a fool, what will happen? So... This word covenant So I'm Turn to the book of Ruth We will have some Bible in here I promise And in this In this Wednesday night crowd Everybody probably knows The book of Ruth I'm, I know you The story of Ruth The kinsman redeemer It's usually used As an example Of the kinsman Kinsman redeemer Where Ruth Marries Boaz Boaz is a kinsman It's the only way She can get married Because of the Levitical law And It's a shadow Of Jesus Christ Redeeming us We're going to We're going to look at it From a little different angle So Starting at verse two, okay. At one, actually, it came to pass in the days when the judges ruled that there was a famine in the land, and a certain man, uh, Bethlehem in Judah, went to dwell in the country of Moab. He and his wife and two sons. The two sons had two daughters, Ruth and Orpah. Not Oprah. A lot of people think it was Oprah. But it's not. It wasn't Oprah. It was, it was Orpah. Anyway, and Orpah. Okay. The husband died. The two sons died. I'm going to paraphrase the story, and if you don't know it, it's just it's the book of Ruth. It's short, and you can read it. So the husband dies, the two sons dies. Naomi is there with her two daughter-in-law. They're destitute. They have no way to earn a living. They have no way to live. They hear that there's bread back in, in, back in Bethlehem. So Naomi's going to go back to her people. Her daughter-in-laws are still young. They're still, and so they cry, and they say, we're going back with you. We, we're not going to leave you. We're going back with you. No, you can't go back with me. What would you do? You can't remarry under Levitical law. The only way you could remarry was if Naomi had more sons, and then one of the brothers could marry the widow, okay, or a kinsman, which is where Boaz and the kinsman redeemer comes in. So she said, "I'm well. It can't happen because." I'm, I'm too old and what would you do wait 20 years till they're old enough to marry anyway go find your husband's have a life This life is over our men are dead. There's nothing for us here. Absolutely. Nothing. It's finished There are a lot of things trying to keep me from teasing us, but it's just it's this is like five teachers. I was talking to the said This could be five teachings but we're going to narrow it down. So she's, there's nothing here. So Orpa weeps and takes off, and she goes. She goes to find her Moabite husband. If you will think about it, when's the next time you hear about Orpa in the Bible? Never. You don't hear about Orpa in the Bible. Okay, Ruth on the other hand which means the actual name Ruth, which is pretty cool. It means friendship. It means friend. It means a friend that comes on the side in, in Hebrew. It means friend. It means friendship. So Ruth, on the other hand, she says words that we all know. But she says, she says, I'm not leaving. And she literally clung to her. And Naomi's trying to get her to go. So against all, what any kind of practical sense in Ruth's life, Nobody would have, it would have, she would have been totally justified to go find a Moabite husband and live a life and have children and get on with her life. And instead, she does something rather different. She says, entreat me, in verse uh, 16, chapter 1 of Ruth, 16, entreat me not to leave you or to turn back from following after you. For wherever you go, I will go. And wherever you lodge, I will lodge. Your people shall be my people, your God my God. Where you die, I will die, and there will I be buried. The Lord do so to me, and more also, if anything but death parts you and me. 18, this is Naomi. When she saw that she was determined to go with her, she stopped speaking to her. I underline that because that's New King James. is a little different, but I thought it was kind of needed. I kind of pictured her being mad, like, and they start walking to Jerusalem, and she stopped speaking to her because Ruth had made a covenant. Ruth had decided, I don't care what it looks like. I don't care if it makes any sense. Where you go, I'm going, because you're my family. You're all I have. This is where I staked my claim. This is where I started, and I'm going. Where you go, I go. Your God is my God. Where you die, I'll die. So she got walking down the road to die. That's the way I really kind of picture it. I I paint pictures between the lines when I read the Word. And so I hear Naomi says in verse 18, when she saw that she was (laughs) determined to go with her, she stopped speaking to her. Well, a lot of times, covenant is not always pleasant. I don't know anybody, if you're married here, you know, and you made a covenant, it's not always getting along. Now, my minstrel wife who is such a beautiful singer, there are actually times where she gets a little mad at me. And or I get a little mad, then she can sing like Saul and just drive those things out of me. But, so it made no sense, and as we know, or if you don't know, Ruth would be in the direct lineage of Jesus Christ the Messiah. Okay? I'm not even going into to meeting Boaz, Kinsman, the Redeemer. But that decision, that covenant, her saying, I'm taking this relationship that doesn't make any sense over that relationship that makes total sense, set up the destiny of what we're all being told. now God could have made it happen another way but he, reve- he reveals himself in story so I want to get back to that he reveals himself in story and process in people's choices in their decisions yeah. made no sense She was family. She stayed with family. The Father's gift to the earth, he said, let's make them in our image, was family. It was always his intention, and this is not going to be a second sermon, but I've got to touch it. It was always his intention to have a family that would mirror his image before the Father. It was his intention from Adam and Eve. It was his intention from that. It was that. When they, when they gave that up, he took Jacob, he 12 sons by two different wives, three you know, several different wives, turns them into the 12 tribes of Israel and calls them his people. Family. He's on and on and on and on. In family, we have to learn to work out intimacy in the natural. really where the rubber meets the road. at least for me I can do pretty good when you and I are are hanging out on Sundays and Wednesdays or even in prayer meetings or what have you but if you really want to know where my walk is
1: or anybody's walk
0: if you really want to know where my walk is come and hang out at my house for a while And, and I hope that it would be okay but you will find out where my walk really stands if you come stay with my family okay which any of you are welcome to do Ephesians 5:22. I'm just going to read this really quick. We all know it. it's read it practically everywhere you go to. Where it says, "Wives, submit to your." I'll just read it. "Wives, submit to your own husbands, as to the Lord. For the husband, as head of the wife, is also Christ as head of the church, and he is the Savior of the body. Therefore, just as the church is subject to Christ, so let wives be subject to their own husbands in everything. Husbands." Love your wives just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for her. Husbands, love your wives just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for her, that he might sanctify and cleanse her with the washing of water by the word. So, wives, you're you're told to submit. We're told to die. Okay? I hear the wives complaining. I'm not going to submit. I hear wives all the time, uh, You guys have it easy. We're, we have to die. Okay, we die for you. Okay, feel like that. Paul. Then Paul says something very interesting. For this reason, he goes back to Genesis, back to the original plan of family. And he says, for this reason, a man. she quotes. From Genesis one for a man. For this reason, a man will leave his father and mother, be joined to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. This is a great mystery, but I speak concerning Christ and the church. I want to suggest that that mystery is—I want to just suggest, suggest that that mystery is that Christ and the church, Christ and the church and family, is exactly what God wants to, the Father wants to mirror and express Himself as one and the same. And if one of them's out of order, and that's why through all the pastoral epistles, if your family's out of order, you you, you don't belong up here. And that's where I look when I'm... So, covenant doesn't make any sense. So I'm going to tell a story, okay? May I tell a story, guys? So we get to die. Covenant... Covenant, submission to spiritual authority. Honor... And covenant relationship is not a is not. I have not seen it to be of the highest value in society today or in the body of Christ. I'll say that again. Spiritual submission to spiritual authority, honor, and covenant relationship. I have not seen it to be placed in the highest value in the world today or the body of Christ. I'm not saying it's not anywhere. Let me say that nicely. I said this would be encouraging. Not valued as it should be. I should read my notes. We get offended. We go to church, we get offended. We go to another church. We go to church, we don't get to do this. We go to another church. We go to church and we don't, for whatever reason... So we hop around, we hop around churches. And and this was hard to preach because I have been guilty of this, folks. I have been called here, and I have been called here and called here. Okay, And I'm using that word called because it was my giftings that were being called. And I, I just assumed that that's where I was supposed to go. So I didn't have the understanding that I have now that the Holy Spirit has shown me since April that my calling is only to get me where i impact people because that's my destiny and i can't do that if i don't know people if i don't live with them unless we are in family together again you might submission to spiritual authority honor and covenant relationships i'm going to suggest that many people have missed their destiny completely or compromised it by not entering into covenantal relationship with the body of Christ. This was all done. It was packaged. except to be typed two weeks ago when I sat over there and Pastor Bill said, this is not my sermon. So this is not my sermon, but the Holy Spirit said that I had to say this this morning. And he started talking about God's will and this, and I looked at Jesus. So, I said, I'm going to have to change everything. But he sat right here, and he said, I can tell you, I can point, I can tell you the names, and I can point to the, remember the minute and the times at this altar when people, he didn't say these words, but when they left their destinies. When they left their destinies because they, for whatever reason, they left their destiny. I'm not saying there's not a time you get released from church. We have been released. We were re- released for two years from this church by Pastor Register. So I'm going to tell you a story. I told you I was. Good. I'm going to move right along. It's a covenant story, okay? Nine years ago or so, at a, little, at a church called Orange Park Assembly of God on Kingsley Avenue, when I first went there, there were about 8 to 12, 13 people there. Some of you are here now. And if you're not, I don't, this is for everybody, okay? I don't wanna, I'm don't i not trying to elevate anybody. I'm not trying to put anyone. I'm just telling a covenant story and how it relates to the importance of covenant and destiny. So just keep that in context. So when I first came, I would, I would come over here and work, so I would visit Joe and Gloria. Those are my in-laws, if you don't know Joe and Gloria. That's my mom-in-law, father-in-law. And I remember the first service Pastor Bill came to you. And then Jeannie came the next week and I said, he's a man of God. We want him to pray for Connor. And I've gone over that. And I'm not trying to flatter you, Pastor Register. I'm just saying that this covenant was starting to build on me that said this is, it doesn't make any sense because we were not going to come to an Assemblies of God church necessarily. We weren't going to come to a tradition. We weren't going to come, not that there was anything wrong with the church or anything wrong with anything. We had a different idea what the church we were going to go to looked like. Simple as that. We were going to honor Jeannie's parents, and then we were going to go find a church that looked like we were used to and where they would use our giftings. Okay, that didn't happen. So, eight people, a church, a thriving church had gotten down to eight or maybe ten or twelve people. Some people could tell me the exact number, and they are stubbornly holding on. It makes no sense. To anybody else in the community, in the city, it would have made perfect sense to go and find another church, And the last one out, shut the door. Last one out, shut the door and leave the key under the mat. That would have made sense, okay, in the natural. That would have made the most sense of anything, okay? But no. There were some people there that had been there. They had found Jesus there. They would met Jesus there. Their family had met Jesus there. They had raised their kids there in school. And they had made covenants. Not with the building, but with the body there. Okay? And they were praying for something. I'm not sure. I don't, I'm sure they were praying. Ruth wasn't really even praying. She was just going. She says, I'm going where you go because we're family. I don't have to figure it out right now. I'll let you figure it out. That's one thing I don't really like about how the Lord uses me because he makes me get there before he lets me figure it out when I know he's perfectly capable of telling me why he wants me to go there anyway, you know? Just like telling Samuel, Samuel, get on that mule and go to Gilgal. And I'll talk to you. so he gets. And okay, now I'll go over to, you know, so-and-so. He sends him about four places to tell him one little thing. I had an old friend of mine said, That is a waste of a perfectly good mule just to get a word from the Lord. But he does that. He processes us in that way. So then this little group of people are praying for a pretty good time. Then there's a pastor, an Assemblies of God pastor, who has made a legacy. He has created. He has had an impact. He's had destiny. He's got destiny on his life. In retirement, he's asking for more. He's praying. Uh, And don't let me put anything that I don't know. I've tried to do it a little bit. I've heard, so I'm not going to get out of line. He's praying. He wants to ask the Lord, what do I do? I think there's more. He probably knows everybody in the United States or maybe internationally in the general assemblies, in the assemblies of God. They know him. He's a man of God. So he comes to this little church with eight people. The Lord had told him, and excuse me if I misquote this, but I'm going to do a new thing. I'm going to do a new thing. I I would guess that pastoring those eight people was not the new thing you had in mind, Pastor Bill. I think you said, I'm not putting words in your mouth you said that. So it made no sense. But somehow or another, he, somewhere along the line, he made covenant. Somewhere along the line, he says, this is it. This is where I'm stopping. Usually we do that when the Lord tells us to do it. Me is all we need, because I go where it makes sense and where it's easy. So, so those nine people. So now here comes a pastor out of retirement who had left a legacy, fulfilled their calling. They fulfilled their calling, called to preach, evangelize, impacted countless people all over the world. You know. Lives have been impacted not only by them, but everybody they administered, every youth pastor, every person that they had ever ever come under their ministry in 40-plus years impacted. You, it, you, so that's the leaven. That's the leaven, and I'm not going to get into that, but that's how leaven works, and that's how the kingdom works. So, again, I had this prepared. And we have a pastor from Guyana. Pastor Welch comes in. I didn't even know he was going to be here. I had no idea he was going to be here because Jeannie and I had been out. We were ministering somewhere else, I think, the Sunday before that. And our church is full of people from Guyana. Seven, probably 18 years ago now, and I asked Hugh if I could share this because after the service I cornered him. And I said, Hugh, I just need to ask you a couple of questions because I wanted to, I needed to firm some things up in my mind. And I said, Hugh. If I remember your testimony right, when you left Guyana 17 years ago, you had a word from the Lord that said you were going to meet some people. You were going to meet a man or some, you were going to meet some people that were going to bring, help you bring revival to Guyana. Is that correct? Along those lines, I'm are getting it close to a person or people that will bring revival to your country. 17 years he sat on that word, went to different churches, New Jersey, he comes to Orange Park, he's going to join, I said, how did you get to first Assembly? By this time Patsy would have been there. I know there would have been other people there, but it wasn't it still wasn't what we would call a mega church. Uh, uh, you, know, you still had to covenant with something that didn't make a lot of sense at that point and be listening to the Holy Spirit. And he said, this is emotional because once you, once you preach a word like this or once you get this, You can't ever be the same again. Because you don't just get to go do what you want because it feels good or because something's not working in the body, the family, the relationship. Unless you want to risk your destiny. I guess you can't. We have free choice. So, Hugh, 17 years with that word. And he said, I, and I said, well, were you going to go to Orange Park Assembly? And he said, no, had no plan on going to Orange Park Assembly. I was going to go to this other church, and I won't say which one it was, that had, you know, several hundred people in it. But, and my wife had had a dream a couple nights earlier about a building. And, he, and I said, yeah, keep going. I said, why did you go to Orange Park? He said, well, somebody had invited me. I said, okay. And I uh, I said, and you went? He said, yeah, I went. I said, did it make sense to you? He said, not a bit. He said, it made more sense because we had driven by there and there was nobody there. The big building with nobody there. And so he said, but you know what happened, Tracy? I got up that morning, and I was drinking my coffee. And, you know, have you ever seen that 700 Club? And I said, yeah, I have. He said, I was drinking my coffee, and Pat Robertson's son was preaching, and he pointed his finger as if he pointed it through the television at me, And said, "You're going to find your people." So he told me two weeks ago, "You're going to find your people." And so he'd been this morning, and that was when he had told Dave Rebar that he would come to Orange Park Assembly of God and visit one time. Is what he thought. Okay. Are you following? Are you tracking with me still? Where we're going? Orange Park Assembly of God. Eight people. Thirteen people. Pastor Bill and Miss Carolyn out of retirement keeps growing Hugh comes to Orange Park Assembly of God that morning 17 years he sat on this word processing this word from the Lord in faith 17 years they pull into the parking lot his wife says that's the building I had the dream about we can talk to you about it that's the building I had the dream about they made covenant right then and there. Because of that covenant, due to that covenant, covenant a whole nation has been and will be impacted. By Guyana. Pastor Bill and James Jordan went down a year ago. The pastor from the largest church in Georgetown, Guyana spoke at this pulpit two weeks ago. This church has come alongside mission with missions with Pastor Shane and his church in Guyana, okay? That covenant by Hugh Cummings, that covenant relationship that he said, I'm here. I, where you go, I go. Your God is my God. Where you die, I'll die. Where you're buried, I'm going to be buried. And it doesn't make any sense whatsoever. I'll wrap it up Really That's quick. That because of that, Covenant relationship, the destiny of literally, who knows, hundreds and hundreds of thousands of more people in Guyana are going to be impacted. One person, Ruth, Jesus. One person will say, two people, Pastor Register. There are other people here that go back that have covenant and destiny that have been here that have poured into this place but now and they know and they're here and that's why i believe that's why this church is taken off that's why it's on fire and it's going to be on fire is because god is going he is he will honor covenant relationship he will honor covenant relationship so if you left the church and came back it doesn't matter God knew you were going to be here. He, he knew it way before you did. So a whole nation has been impacted, and it's, it would be impossible to even list the impact that everybody in here has had because you have decided to covenant with this church. Every prayer that comes out of any, all of you, all of us, out of this church and who it impacts because you decided to make covenant. Is this making sense, guys? Are you, are you with me? Hmm? Is this helping anybody? something. to me genie had a word when we moved over here it's been four years in november my company wanted me to move for years because jacksonville is a big metro area and we lived in the middle of nowhere south of tallahassee because it was pretty nice woods rivers uh Wakulla county is beautiful but i had to drive forever to get to anywhere and so they wanted me to move over here for years and we said no no nope, not moving to jacksonville too big a city too many cars Finally, uh, we were in a thriving ministry. Gina was leading music. I was the associate pastor. This ministry was growing, 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 growing. They had to buy a new church. It was a thriving ministry. We were, we were in covenant with that pastor, and I had been for 17 years. It was one of those. I'll just, I'll just leave it at that. But I was submitted to authority. And every time I have submitted to authority, whether it's been good authority or bad authority, I have come out. More mature in my walk than if I had left it. And if that sounds rather, I'm just going to say it like it is. But Gloria gave me a book I watched me leave some years back called Spiritual Authority, and it's uh, never been the same. Uh, so, Jeannie had a word from the Lord right before we came over here. We're going over there to build on my parents' legacy. I said, What does that mean? I said, I don't know. So, for years, Literally three and a half, four years on those. What do you think it means? They have they, their legacy is huge. They have, they have, like everyone sitting in here. We have legacy that nobody knows about, as Levin, as everywhere we go and when we go. So don't get me wrong. I can only speak about the people that I know personally and where they've been. And it was just, you know, unless you wanted to be here ten hours, we could, I would love to hear every one of your stories. And I, you know, I hope someday I do. We're gonna, we're we're going to build on. My parents' legacy. What? Well, I don't know what that means. We questioned. Have you figured out what that means yet? Nope. In April, when I went away and came back and I was doing this study, it was probably a month and a half ago, I realized what it meant. The Holy Spirit dropped, told me what it meant. They are a covenant people. They were one of the eight or 13 that would not move. You couldn't have gotten Gloria well, out of that church with a backhoe. Or. The back There are a number of people here, but that's not really, it's not to to pump anybody up. But the point is, their legacy, and that is what we're going to build on. If that's a building, so be it. If that's a pastor, so be it. If that's a ministry, so be it. But more importantly, we are going to be covenant people. That's what we're going to build on. My family, we are going to build on their, what their legacy is, is they are covenant people. And they're unshakable, resolute, and steadfast, and loyal, and we are going to be with the Holy Spirit's help, that's what we're going to build on, and we're going to raise our children that way, and our children will, will raise their children that way. And so I thank them for that legacy. Thank you. I'm wrapping up. We thought we won't have body ministry time, and covenant, I just made a couple notes so I'm just going to read read this. Covenant relationships. Covenant relationships celebrate the promotion of one person over ourselves. Covenant relationships celebrate when somebody's promoted over us even though we, we may think we were... More, you know, you don't you want it on if, you know, depending on how much you want to listen to those voices. Covenant relationships will celebrate the promotion of others over ourselves. People in covenant will help others achieve their dreams, even if it means putting theirs not down, because our dreams will never be put down. Right? Because what's our destiny, ultimately? It's to be like Jesus and it's going to happen unless I quit for those who love God are called according to his purpose all things work together for the good for all those who love God are called according to his purpose for those whom he foreknew he predestined to be conformed to the image of his son so it is going to happen and all I could the only way I can stop that is to stop loving him and that's not going to happen well that's the only way that can happen so that process is going to happen. So covenant can't help but create discipleship. It will just it, it will create discipleship because we are going to want to keep putting people. To see my wife playing guitar tonight, I really didn't want to play music tonight. I, and, and I'm going to wrap. I've said this ten times. I didn't really want to play music. If I preach, I don't want to play music as a rule. You know? I don't want to go from here to here. I, I It just kind of gets me out of, not out of, I don't know what it gets me. It's just, uh, it's two different kind of streams. Uh, I love music and I love, I love playing guitar for a worship leader. I'm not a worship leader. I play guitar for one. And seeing her, seeing where she has come as a worship leader, since we, making no sense, made covenant with this body, November before years,
1: Coming over here, we had a very
0: successful CD. And I don't want to talk, I promise I wouldn't talk about it myself, but I have to because it's important because I think everyone will get something out of this. We had a very successful CD in, in Tallahassee. Jeannie went to drop off Sometimes I so said, take Doug Apple, who is the head of the Wave 94, the big radio station, Christian station in Tallahassee. Take him a copy and let him give it a listen so a couple she said okay so a couple of days later we get a call he says would you guys mind coming in and going over every song and we'll do an interview to where we can you know tell us the inspiration behind writing the songs the recording all this and your walk with the Lord your testimony it turned out to be a, a big deal for us we had a lot of work ministering that next year I'm not boasting I only say that because when we came to Jacksonville where we was time to move over here I used to play in bars and clubs There was a time when I promoted my music pretty hard and heavy, so I was telling Jeannie, I looked it up. There are almost 3,200 churches in metro area here. I said, honey, we put together a press kit. We got Doug Apple. We got this. We got that. Quit our jobs. We will be working. We'll be lucky to get a day off. I'm in the U-Haul driving over here, and I hear from the Lord as clear as can be. You cannot promote yourself at all. I said, I don't know anyway. Jeannie hasn't been here in 20 years. You cannot promote yourself at all. We've been obedient to that. And the four years coming up in this month, that we make covenant with this church, we have been promoted more than we have in my entire Christian walk of for 47 years. Covenant fosters, covenant relationship fosters a culture of submission to spiritual authority. It cultures, it it fosters an environment of honor and service. And I would like to suggest that that covenant touches the father's heart like like nothing else. So thank you for being a covenant family. Think about it. next I um, you No, know, I really will. I've never how I've never known how to close the sermon. Pastor Bill knows I I've, I've got a friend that says, you know, I either run out of things to say or I get hungry and then it's over yet. So um, I'm not hungry, but I've run out of th- I've run out of things to say. Uh, which for me is very if I would bless this congregation of what it means to be a covenant family? Why don't we all stand up? Why don't we stand up? Bill, you don't have to stand up if you can. I mean mean that really. It's, It's painful. See, there were two other sermons that go along with this. One is the importance of the expression of the Father through family, and the other one is how he reveals himself through story. So that's anyway, I couldn't, I only could touch on part of it because I really wanted to get to this covenant relationship and how much it means, how much it's meant to my life, and what the Holy Spirit has shown me it means. And, and I want to say this redundantly, even when, especially when it makes no sense. But most of the Bible that I read makes no sense in the natural and the, and the Lord moves in powerful mighty ways in people's lives it makes no sense so, bless him. I do Father, I bless this church I ask you, Holy Spirit, to bless this church use my but Holy Spirit, bless this church bless the headship, bless the, our pastor his wife Pastor Billy and Christina. Bless every member of Fleming Island First Assembly of God to understand and and be courageous and not be afraid of the risk of becoming a covenant relationship people. Even when it makes more sense to go off and do our own thing and go after our own agendas. Unless you're telling us to do that, and we've run it by a few different people, and give us the courage to, as Pastor said a couple of weeks ago, stay put, and we will know will you want us. So I ask you, Holy Spirit, to bless the people here, this group of people, to be leavened, just like they've been leavened, that this covenant relationship that was started so long ago, in Pastor Bill's life that has moved to where it's moved, will spread not only to Guyana, but it'll spread through South America, through Panama, through Mexico, it'll spread through Europe to where it'll go to the, end, it'll go to the ends of the world, which it already is. There are people in Spain, we've got people there are people in Israel right now, so I, I, I'll stop. So I just, Holy Spirit, bless my covenant family. Bless them with health everybody that was anybody and everybody that we prayed for earlier that their bodies would come into agreement with the law of the spirit of life from romans 8 2 and they would be healed any infirmities or spirits of infirmity would be bound and cast off in jesus name we ask for the gifts of the spirit to flow like rivers of living water and bless us with the knowledge of covenant relationship mission of spiritual authority and teach us how to honor one another by seeing what you see in each and every